And greetings, friends. Welcome to Tomorrow's World program, where you will gain precious insights into today's news and the real future of this world. Are you getting tired of all the politicians and their jabbering on and on about various conflicting ideas? Do you agree with the millions of Americans who feel that none of the presidential candidates are talking about what really matters? Yet they keep on posturing, arguing, and debating with each other with constant disagreement, and they seldom even touch on the really big issues confronting America and our allies, such as human survival, the desperate water shortages, America's gargantuan debt problem, the swarm of illegal aliens descending upon many American cities, and so on. What is the real answer? What really lies ahead, my friends? Do you know the genuine world government is definitely coming soon? Do you need to understand? And you need to get ready for what is already underway. Stay tuned. My friends, this society is nearing its end. Many top world re leaders realize that terrible danger lies ahead if world conditions don't drastically change. They have studied history, so they know that World War III will occur unless a new world order is put in place. That is why such respected leaders as former Presidents Bush and Clinton, former Prime Minister Thatcher of Great Britain, and dozens of our current leaders all belong to these supposedly evil organizations such as the Council on Foreign Relations, the Trilateral Commission, and the Bilderbergers. These top leaders understand that a real world government is the only genuine solution to the continuing wars and strife and starvation and cruelty all over this world. These men and women are undoubtedly sincere, but do you think for one minute that they can actually make all the inhabitants of the earth suddenly drop their ancient hatreds and stop fighting and viciously competing with each other? If you truly believe that, then I have a bridge I would like to sell you. In all seriousness, my friends, the great God of the Bible definitely promises that a new world government is actually coming, and it will be here within the lifetimes of many of you. Yes, it will, hard as that is for many to believe. It's coming. Now notice what the Jesus Christ of the Bible directly predicted. Turn with me in your Bible. Prove these things in your Bible. See what Jesus Christ actually taught, vital parts of his message that many have never understood. Turn to Matthew, Matthew chapter 24, and I'm going to begin reading in what is called the Olivet Prophecy, that fundamental prophecy he gave from the top of the Mount of Olives. Matthew 24, beginning in verse 3. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming unto the end of the age? Not the end of the world, but the end of this human society, the end of this age. And so Jesus answered and said, Take heed that no one deceives you. You say, Well, maybe you're deceiving us. Yes. 
Maybe the other guys are deceiving you. You'd better figure it out. God says, prove all things. Check up in your Bible and see who is actually teaching what the Bible says and all that the Bible says and not messing around about it. You need to do that. So he says, many will come in my name saying I am Christ. People come along in Christ's name, thousands of them, all kinds of preachers and religious teachers. They use Christ's name. They'll come in my name and they will deceive what? A few oddballs out on the hills? No, they will deceive many. And if you honestly read your Bible, you will see that God indicates that Satan deceives all the nations as it said back in Revelation 12 and verse 9. The whole world has been deceived, he says over and over in the Bible. They will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For a nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines. Are we beginning to have famines? Yes, all over the world. But what you don't realize is that we are going to have terrible famines right here in the United States, right here in Australia and New Zealand and Great Britain and elsewhere among the English-speaking peoples of this world for a very important reason that many of you understand. We have been God's chosen people, not His pet people, but His chosen people, and we are not carrying out what God gave us the opportunity to accomplish. We've turned away from God. And so these things are going to fall on us. They're not always going to be off in Bangladesh or certain areas of Africa or Asia or the Middle East. There will be famines, pestilences, which means disease epidemics. And then there will be earthquakes in various places and all over the world as well. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and you will be hated by all the nations for my name's sake. Somewhere there will be a people of God who will preach this message powerfully and will the nations love them? No, they didn't love Jesus. They killed him. They didn't love the original church. They persecuted them. God says to his people, this is going to happen. They won't like God's message. But he says, many false prophets will rise and deceive many. And then he says, pray that your flight be not in the winter or on the Sabbath. God's true people have a place of safety if they'll heed and listen and obey God. So then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. My friends, there's coming a time when man would blast himself off this planet. He could not do that until the last 50 or 60 years, but now we have great arsenals of atomic and hydrogen weapons and nerve gases and biochemical warfare. Now it is possible to commit cosmicide, the destruction of all human life for the first time in 6,000 years of human history. This time is ready now. Notice down in verse 29, Immediately after the tribulation of those days, when this tribulation comes, it's going to be awful. And right after it, you see the heavenly signs, the sun, moon, and stars will not give their light, and there will be great signs in heaven. And then you'll see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory, and he will send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together, these angels, the elect, from the four winds of heaven, from one end of the heaven to the other. Now let's go to Luke 
Luke's account here of this prophecy. Turn over to Luke chapter 21, Luke 21, and beginning in verse 25, he's been describing some of these same things. But then he picks up the story, and there will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars, and on the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts fading them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. And that's going to happen. Christ is coming again to this earth. Many of you churchgoers don't understand that. You haven't been taught that. That will happen in the lifetimes of many of you. They will see that. Now when these things begin to happen, and my friends, they are beginning to happen in somewhat a small way, but they're beginning more than they've ever had in nowhere before in human history have we ever had the capacity to wipe all human life off this planet. That's certainly a new beginning. So when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. And he spoke to them a parable of a fig tree. And they said, when you see the tree already budding, uh, you know for yourselves that summer is near. You can see that thing in nature but he said, so likewise, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. My friends, the word kingdom means government. Government. The government of God is near. Turn back to Revelation chapter 11 now and notice what God says in Revelation chapter 11 and verse 15. He describes that trumpet, that last trumpet when Christ comes back to this earth which many of you Bible readers understand. It says that many times. Revelation 11, verse 15. Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world, not up in heaven, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. A real world government will be set up. The carnal nations of men will not be happy about this at first. They'll fight Christ at his coming, but this will occur. Notice Revelation 19 now, Revelation 19, beginning verse 11. Then I saw heaven open, and I beheld a white horse, and he who sat upon him is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no man could see except himself, and he was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations. And he himself, Jesus Christ, shall rule them, that is, the nations of this earth. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. A new world order really is coming, courtesy of the very personal God with whom very few are really acquainted. At this point, my friends, I want to give you a way to get more of the real answers to mankind's problem. We've prepared for you a truly eye-opening booklet which will help you really understand what lies just ahead. This booklet is entitled, Prophecy Fulfilled, God's Hand in World Affairs, and it will be sent absolutely free upon your request. Prophecy Fulfilled, give you details about Christ's coming world government and how it will be set up. So call us now 
Call us or write us today and ask for your free copy, absolutely free, of this vital booklet, Prophecy Fulfilled, God's Hand in World Affairs. Just ask for the booklet on Prophecy Fulfilled. That's all you need. But call now. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Now back to our topic, my friends. A new world government is coming. Notice again Revelation 11, verse 15. This is a very key verse, as you know. Revelation chapter 11, verse 15 in your Bible. Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world, not up in heaven, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Jesus really will take over the governments on this earth. Your Bible makes that very clear. There's not going to be a United States or Britain or Canada or Australia or Germany or China as we understand them today. They won't be there in the same way. The governments will be changed. They will be taken over by the living Christ and the true saints of God. Now notice something else your Bible says, giving a more detailed description of this. Turn to Revelation chapter 5. Go back to chapter 5 here. That you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and you have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. Get that, not up in heaven, on the earth. So why haven't you been taught about this? Think about it. Why have the mainstream churches virtually obliterated the real message of Jesus Christ, the message he brought about the coming kingdom of God? Did you realize that this was the message the early Christians taught and believed in? Notice this eye-opening quotation from the most respected historian writing about the fall of Rome. For in his monumental history, the decline and fall of the Roman Empire, Edward Gibbon describes the early true Christian church and their beliefs. And I quote, The ancient and popular doctrine of the millennium was intimately connected with the second coming of Christ. As the works of creation had been finished in six days, their duration and their present state, according to the tradition attributed to the prophet Elijah, was fixed to 6,000 years. By the same analogy, it was inferred that this long period of labor and contention, which was now almost elapsed, would be succeeded by a joyful Sabbath of a 1,000 years, and that Christ, with a triumphant band of saints and the elect who had escaped death, or who had miraculously been revived, would reign upon earth till the time appointed for the last and general resurrection. 
Wow. <laughs> Again, why aren't most churchgoers being taught the truth about the real purpose for Christ's second coming and about your definite future, a real future, a 7,000-year plan that God has in mind? And we're near the end of that 6,000 years, and then there will be a 1,000 years where Christ will rule on this earth as King of kings and Lord of lords. Turn to Revelation 20 now, and let's read in verse 6 here. Verse 6, Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection, over such the second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and they shall reign with him a thousand years. Yes, the true saints, the true Christians who really overcome, will reign with Christ for a thousand years. Right after that, now when the thousand years have been expired, Satan will be released from prison and he'll go out to deceive the nations and he'll stir up apparently hundreds of thousands or millions of people. He's able to deceive the nations again very quickly when you read this passage. Think about the power of Satan and how quickly he deceives human beings. Has he deceived you about God's true plan and his great purpose? Notice the nature of this coming world government now that Christ is going to set up on this earth. Turn back to Isaiah 11, beginning in verse 1. There shall come out a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall be upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding. Christ is going to have wisdom and understanding far beyond what our worldly leaders can have in really straightening out this earth the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of God. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes or the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor. The poor people are going to be so much better off. We have all these big corporations crushing them, taking advantage of them, other wrong forms of government, putting down the poor all over the world. Christ is going to straighten all that out and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he'll slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his loins, and faithfulness the belt of his waist. And so God is going to give the world a type of genuine peace and prosperity and joy far beyond what we have ever, ever had, my friends. Picture millions of boys and girls playing peaceably and in absolute safety all over the world. What a contrast from the violence and fear children experience right now in major parts of the Middle East, Africa, and elsewhere. In the coming world government under Jesus Christ, there will be no violence, no hate, no racism. It will be a time of unprecedented peace, prosperity, and sincere joy. Understand that. Turn now to Micah, the fourth chapter, if you would. Micah chapter 4 and verse 1. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains, and it shall be exalted above the hills, and people shall flow to it. And many people shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, the kingdom of God. Mountain is a term used for kingdom. And to the house of the God of Jacob, he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion the law shall go forth, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. They're going to learn God's law. The Ten Commandments will be a basis for the entire way of life at that time. And there will be a time of peace and joy with everyone under his own vine and fig tree, as he goes on to explain. 
Notice back in Ezekiel 36 now. Ezekiel 36, here is a time when the house of Israel, and frankly that includes the American and British descended peoples, as we've explained so many times, are going to be brought back from a time of slavery, and they're going to be blessed, and it shows what they're going to do, and they're often used, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile, God says, as a type of all the earth. So he says here, I will take you from among the nations, gather you out of the countries, bring you into your own land, and then I will sprinkle clean water upon you. You'll be clean. I'll cleanse you from your filthiness and your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. And he shows then how he's going to bless them, how they're going to be confounded. And he says in verse 34, the desolate land shall become tilled instead of lying desolate in the sight of all who pass by. So they will say, this land that was desolate has become like the Garden of Eden and the wasted and desolate and ruined cities are now fortified and inhabited. Then the nations that are all around shall know that I am the eternal or thy the eternal have rebuilt the ruined cities and planted what was desolate. I the eternal have spoken it and I will do it. Yes, God is going to do it. And all these nations around Israel will know and they will understand then when Christ comes back. They don't understand now. So Israel is often used as a forerunner and a type for all humanity and God is going to bless the entire world at that time. Again, be sure to call or write immediately to request your free copy of our vital booklet entitled, Prophecy Fulfilled, God's Hand in World Affairs. We've prepared for you a truly eye-opening booklet. This booklet will help you really understand, my friends, what lies just ahead. This booklet Prophecy Fulfilled, God's Hand in World Affairs, it will be sent absolutely free upon your request. Prophecy Fulfilled gives the details about Christ's coming world government and how it will be organized. You'll see a lot in here that will open your eyes. So call us or write us today and ask for your free copy of this vital booklet, Prophecy Fulfilled, God's Hand in World Affairs. Just ask for the booklet, Prophecy Fulfilled, that's all you need, but call now. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Finally, my friends, please learn to believe the God of your Bible. His soon coming government is very real. God's purpose will stand, my friends. Turn to Hebrews 13.8. Here you will see a basic principle that's repeated elsewhere. Hebrews 13, verse 8 in your New Testament. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
God's basic way of approach based on his Ten Commandments, willingness to obey him, living his way of life, that does not change. He deals with people now in that way as he always did. Now turn back to Jeremiah 29 in your Bible. Jeremiah chapter 29 is describing God's mercy and how he deals with people when they finally learn their lessons and when they finally repent. And God help us as a nation and our peoples, all of them, to do this. Jeremiah 29 and verse 10. Thus says the Eternal, after 70 years are completed in Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you and cause you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. What are God's thoughts toward people that he loves that are made in his image? Every human being of every race and background is made in God's image. Here are God's thoughts, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. That's what God will do in the coming kingdom of God. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you and you will seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. My friend, whatever your background, if you will turn to the God of the Bible, the true God of creation, the God that's beginning to intervene powerfully now in world affairs, he will hear you. Cry out to him with all your heart. Christ is the same. God is the same in those ways. Yesterday, today, and forever. Turn to God with all your heart, and I will be found by you, says the Eternal, and I will bring you back from your captivity, and I will gather you from the nations and the places where I've driven you, and I will bring you to the place from which I caused you to be carried away. Yes, God will always forgive, and God will always bless those who truly seek him with all their hearts, though. Have your hearts in it. Be zealous at it. Do your part. Prove these things. Know that God is real. As the prophesied end-time prophecies really start to take place of alternating droughts, storms, famines, disease epidemics, earthquakes, and continuing and increasing wars and violence all over this earth, may God open your minds to his inspired word. May you, my friend, truly seek God with all your heart that you may be in the coming world government, the kingdom of God soon to be set up. May you strive to fulfill the great purpose for which you were born. May you have the courage to act on the truth of God as he reveals it to you. Again, be sure to call now and request your free copy of our powerful booklet, Prophecy Fulfilled, and tune in every week to tomorrow's world program. On this program, you will gain precious information and insights available nowhere else. Richard Ames and I will give you understanding of current events and of the exciting prophecies of tomorrow's world. We also invite you to join our guest presenters, Wallace Smith and Rod King, who will give you special perspective and insight on vital biblical topics. Be sure to join us again next week right here at this same time. See you here next week. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. To view today's program, order the free literature offered 
or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.